everyone. Welcome back to Meet Me in Taipei. This is Jacqueline. And this is Janice. And we're so happy to have every one of you back. Remember last week we were just talking about feelings after graduating from college? Before we get into this week's topic, we want to um, talk about like the COVID vaccinations. I hope everyone of you are getting vaccinated because COVID is still spreading around and it's kind of dangerous if you don't get vaccinated. For today's episode, we want to focus on benefits that ABC receives in Taiwan. When we talk about ABCs, we kind of include like ABT, like American-born Taiwanese or American-born Cantonese or American-born Korean. So how do you define ABCs, Janice? Um, ABCs, so like, well, the term is literally American-born Chinese, right? But it's kind of like anybody who has gone abroad or is raised abroad. And for like, at least in Taiwan, there's two ways of kind of like defining ABCs. Um, the first type is more so like international students. So people who are students who actually kind of grew up in Taiwan, but still went to an American school or still kind of have a Western education, whether it be European or American or Australian. So that's the first type of ABCs that I kind of think of right off the bat. And the second type of ABCs, which I think is the actual, that embodies the actual term, is kids who actually are second generation of American, like second generation Americans, and their parents moved to the States or moved to Australia or London or, you know, like whatever. And they were born and raised in America, pretty much. That's actually what the term really kind of like, if you really want to be specific, that's kind of what the term means, you know, like just people and kids who are second or third gen or fourth gen even that are born and raised abroad. Yeah, I think what you said was kind of true because... Um, people, a lot of people were confused about this term about like ABCs or anything, but from like the most origin meaning behind this word, it's actually like what we say in Mandarin, like Hawaii. Like people were born and raised in America. Janice and I, we were born here, but we were not really raised in America. We were more like raised in like an Asian culture and like we attend international schools. So I feel like like in nowadays, a lot of people just kind of like mix this term with people that kind of inculcate with American culture and everything as ABCs. So do you see yourself as ABCs? To like to be honest, I used to, to like completely transparent here. I used to think that I am quite ABC just because of like your mindset and like how you grew up and you know just everything. But I think the older that I get, the more I kind of stray away from that term because I wasn't raised in the States, essentially. I was raised in Taiwan, like, for 18 years. I'd never lived abroad. And even though my mindset it was a little bit more westernized than, like, traditional Taiwanese people, um, I don't think I have the right to say that I am, you know, like, an Asian American. Like, an Asian American. I, can, I can say I'm in the middle, the middle of, like, just being Taiwanese and Taiwanese American. But I can't, I don't think I'm, I'm I don't think I'm both. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense like yeah, I don't think I'm just one I think I'm a little bit of a like a combination of the two it's kind of weird it gets tricky sometimes because when people ask me where I'm from I'm always hard to explain where I'm exactly from because like it's kind of like both sides and I don't know when I was young like my parents keep telling me that oh you're going back to America um this is for now it's just temporary so I kind of just like tell them that oh yeah I was born here but then I was raised in Taiwan and you know, a lot of, like, mixed culture. And when, I remember when I was in um, Vancouver, I was just more on, like, I was just, like, speaking English most most of the time. 
And sometimes people get confused or not know whether I can speak Mandarin or English. Like one time we were all separated into groups and we were at the tennis court and we're playing tennis. And then, you know, like sometimes like in America, when everyone's speaking English, you obviously wouldn't, you know, infuse your language inside. So I was just like speaking English and then out of nowhere, there's two Taiwanese adults. They're just like, oh, um, should we ask her if we want to play? But they all spoke in Mandarin. And at first, they're like, yeah, like, join me or something. And then they're just like, wait, I don't know. They're all speaking in Mandarin, but they're just like, I don't know if she speaks Mandarin or something. Like, I don't know what people see me as, so I'm just kind of confused. But for me, I'm kind of in the middle as you. Like, I have both Taiwanese culture and both American culture at the same time. So a lot of people thought I was raised here or, like, you know, I was, like, fully from here. But I actually have a bit of a Taiwanese culture background. So that's how I would Mm -hmm. define myself. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I remember us touching a little bit about like about this. So like, it's good that you, you know, like both of us kind of found our way through and see where we fit in the most. Mm -hmm. Talking about ABCs after we define them, what do you think are the stereotypes that ABCs, ABT, ABK like receive in Taiwan? Um, The first stereotype that I, I know for a fact is that not just girls, but boys as well, just, you know, like we party all the time. We, we lead a pretty crazy nightlife and we open bottles all the time. We have tables all the time and we're like at the club every weekend. So that's like one very big stereotype that I know is like half true, <laughs> especially when we're younger. Yeah, It's like everybody has a table like either two nights in a row or like every weekend, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I kind of do agree with that. It's like it's definitely like under just circumstance that like everybody meets each other and it's a part of like socializing uh, and there's nothing wrong with it essentially it's just pretty true in from my experience exactly because <laughs> i don't think that's wrong because i remember when we were back in taiwan like the past year uh, everyone was like do you want to go out what are you doing this saturday which is pretty true and i don't think there's any bad connotations with that it's just a lot of more like traditional parents they would think girls who go out at night or like come home late is like a bad thing but it really Mm -hmm. depends on what you do but not gonna lie they do lead a more crazy nightlife because of how open-minded their mindsets are but speaking of that we have another stereotype that i feel like this is what i've heard a lot that we are more financially stable than others meaning like we're more like wealthier than others um i don't think this is essentially true because there's a lot of um, American-born Taiwanese or, like, a lot of Asian-Americans. Like, they may be, like, financially more stable than others, but they are just living, like, a mediocre life. You know, nothing too special or anything. It just, I feel like in America, people tend to enjoy than to work hard. <laughs> I think it's, like, a culture. And it's just kind of opposite from, like, the Asian culture side. Because Asian culture, they kind of work hard and then they have fun later on right and then america is like yeah so i think this statement it really depends on people because i don't think it's necessarily true but what do you think janice no you're right like it's it's a it's a really good point like bring up just because of the mindset and how like how people view money and wealth as well in general so you bring up a good point the next point or one of the stereotypes is that like abcs don't know how to speak mandarin (laughs) so like uh i yeah that's like quite true i feel like um i was talking to my friend bell actually and 
she was like Janice like your Chinese improved so much over the past year and I was like I know I'm like really proud because like apparently I didn't I don't even remember this but like apparently when I first got back I talked to everybody in English did Mm -hmm. I I don't I honestly forgot I mean that was me when I came back from states but then two months after you just kind of switch back yeah yeah yeah. so I'm like I I don't remember that but I do know that like my Chinese isn't as good as my English but it also really depends on like your schooling and your education you know, I'm pretty sure if I didn't go to an international school for like the, you know, like my my entire life, my Chinese mm-hmm. would be better too. So I think it just depends on how you were like brought up. True. Yeah. So I think that's like pretty true, but depending on de- like depending on person to person. Yeah. So I think that's probably why when I was young, my dad um, decided to send me like to bilingual school instead instead of just like you know keep learning English environment because a lot of people that I know or might have known of they turn out to not know any Mandarin or like they don't know how to write or speak um if you don't know how to write that's you know that's understandable but I feel like knowing how to speak like orally is very important because communication is you know what the world still needs so I think not all you know ABC's don't really know how to speak Mandarin, but some really don't. So a lot of people are saying, like, if you know, if you're bilingual, it's kind of like a benefit for you to look for jobs nowadays. So I think mm-hmm. um, it is important to know your home language. And I think everyone should still have that kind of mindset inside themselves. But perfect in English. I feel like this term, like perfect in English, is just for some people that are like, maybe like English teacher, because... Even I myself, like, I don't think I have a good grammar. Like, sometimes I make mistakes, especially, like, on my papers or, like, when I speak sometimes. So I don't think perfect in English ties to all the ABCs. Like, that's, like, part of the stereotypes. But I don't think it's necessarily true because, like, some people really don't have, like, perfect grammar. Like, I sometimes make mistakes. What do you think? Yeah, I think, like, the stereotypes that we have all brought up for the past four ones, uh, we're talking about, like, international students. So like, uh, you know, people like us who are kind of still raised in Asia, because I'm, I think the majority of actual like ABCs, like second gen kids, they, they all speak pretty fluently just because that's their first language. And that's the only language that, you know, like they've ever spoken. So for second gen actual ABCs, I think that's not true. But for like stereotypically international students or like, like people like, you know, us, that is true not all of us have perfect English and at the end of the day we still spoke Chinese at home so it's definitely not right and it again like depends on each person it's very different and aside from bad grammars and you know not being able to speak Mandarin fluently a lot of the times when we say ABCs in Taiwan specifically they receive or like ABCs receive a lot of outside benefits in our culture you know meaning just we get off pretty easily in some in some very specific like situations do you want to elaborate on that jack what do you think abcs receive in taiwan in asia or maybe not just taiwan there there's a lot of like benefits that people think abcs would receive so for instance like this is what i heard but i'm not entirely sure if it's true so like in korea like if you're in Korea or Japan, if you speak English, people just, you know, I think this what we're going to touch on later. Like, people just going to think you're cooler or, like, you're better than others. I remember one time when I was in Japan, and I did not know that you're not supposed to speak on the train. 
you know, like, yeah, that's a rule. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's because, because, okay, at first I just thought, okay, maybe because I spoke, that's why people next to me reacted so, like, I, I think because my mom was sitting across me. And then I was just speaking to my mom, like, oh, where are we going later? And there's this businessman next to me. She, she just stood up and then walked to the next cabin. <laughs> really? Yeah. And at first I thought, oh, maybe this is like a rule or whatever. And like the couple days later, we were on the same, we were on the train again. And then there's this two American Japanese. They were just speaking loudly. Uh-huh. Nobody did anything. Really? So I was really confused. I'm not sure if it's because just the the setting was bad or like people were just not in a good mood that day. But I don't know. It's just what I feel like. It's just generally in Asia, people have like a different mindset and not just in Taiwan. And also happened to me when I was in Hong Kong. Um, I think there's like a, I don't know, it's like more like a, a side where like some Cantonese don't really like hearing Mandarin because they would think we are Chinese. I think there's mm-hmm. like a, arguments going on. But yeah. like Hong Kong, like we usually just speak um, English when we when we're ordering food and it did had a little a little difference when really? you speak two different languages, but I, I yeah I I feel like I could be wrong or you know I could just be meeting uh, the different type of people at the time. But yeah, like that's what I heard. So I don't want to risk my food. <laughs> what if they spend my food? <laughs> I didn't know about Hong Kong. I I think I just spoke Chinese um, the last time I was there. So like mm-hmm. not too sure. Hmm, interesting. Okay. The second point we wanted to bring up was people think that having dual citizenship is superior to those who only have like one passport, which is like half true because I know in like the older generation, like our parents or our grandparents generation, they kind of emphasize on the fact that like you need to know two languages and you you if you have like a dual citizenship or like if you have like a prolonged visa, it's a very proud thing to do or it's a very proud thing to say. And I think that kind of also ties into the fact that like Taiwan is so small to be able to go international or to be able to kind of like venture out into the world. It's a very, very prideful thing to do. So I think that kind of carried on into the next generations, which is us and like the one after us. And then nowadays, like people not people may not have only two, two passports. They may have like three or four. But I think that is half true especially in in the older generations to come mm, i think i have and it's yeah it's kind of true that I mean, people think that having dual citizenship is better than those who are only holding one passport because it really only benefits you for you know and like going to two countries without having to worry about like visa situations and everything so mm-hmm. I think what Janice said was pretty true, um, but it also depends on how you utilize them because some people do have like two citizenships, but they are mostly in only one country. So it really depends on how you as an individual um, utilizes benefits. Um, for the next benefits that we want to touch on is that ABC guys or you know American born, Chinese, Korean, whatever, have more pull for girls, which... <laughs> That's not true. Are you kidding me? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I think part of it, some of them do, and some of them don't know how to utilize this part as well. I think it's pretty true because, like, in America, it just 
like we kind of touch on our previous season or episode that because we since we kind of like mix both Asian cultures and American cultures, American cultures is more like you speak up, you're more open minded, you step out of your comfort zone. So when guys are interested in some certain girls, they would just approach. Instead, in Taiwan, people for those who are like you know Taiwanese guys, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying like <laughs> they have different ways to approach girls. So, I mean, in my experiences, ABC guys, if they they will have more pull for girls for sure because <laughs> they know how to um they know how to approach, but some still don't. Yeah, but uh-huh. the majority, <laughs> <laughs> but the majority of them. They got games, but it really depends on how you elongate that game. Some game will just end at the second date, and some will just continue. What do you think? Oh yeah, no, trust me. I mean, like, I really think about it. Like, uh, international school guys or like ABCs in Taiwan, they have so much pull because a they're like they know how to groom themselves and they know how to dress themselves. So like, they sometimes come off as more attractive you know they have more confidence because obviously they come from a good background they're pretty financially stable and their families are as well and they have confidence in general they you know they just ooze confidence and sometimes that's a little bit too much but it's like they generally are able to pull a lot of girls either international school girls or just anybody they want so from experience and from what I've seen and heard. <laughs> but yeah, which kind of ties into our next point about how a sense of superiority in social settings is a very big thing for ABCs, either in either for like second gen Asian Americans or like international school kids. The sense of superiority comes from like, again, being a little bit more international, being able to kind of like just being having more confidence in general and obviously finan- your financial status and your family's background your family background kind of ties into a part of that as well but in that social setting you can kind of always see who is an abc or not if you kind of like for example if you go to a bar or if you go to a nightclub you can immediately tell like who's who and who's not in a sense because of how they like dress how they talk what their hairstyles are, et cetera, et cetera. Do you feel the same way or like am I, am I tripping? No, you're not tripping. I was actually about to say like the hairstyle because um, <laughs> it ties into what we're going to mention the next one to feel the need to wear and to show wealth. So it's kind of true that a lot of ABCs, like they tend to have a little bit more like fashion sense that girls will be like, oh, he's cute, you know. Um, For instance, like jackets. <laughs> <laughs> But like jackets or like, you know, shoes or hairstyle or like, I feel like nowadays guys, especially like ABC guys, they tend to wear a lot of jewelries. So like necklace, rings, or earrings sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it is true that they tend to have more like accessories on them to wear off who they are. And some ABCs that I know, they're more like pure or pool is that how you say it they only wear like a plain shirt which is kind of cute as well or like a cap and like a shorts or something like that so it really i think if you want to define how an abc like you can ex- tell exactly who who's abc who's not it really comes from qizhi like if you're intrinsically elegant inside like you know that word it's just like you qizhi. yeah like some people just give you like a vibe where they're not from here and some people, no matter what you wear, 
you don't look like that i'm sorry <laughs> dude fucking like ouch <laughs> no please don't say sorry i love that because mm-hmm. sometimes my mom keep mentioning about like oh you have to have like but some people just don't, don't. Yeah, yeah i know i know yeah when i first met janice she's like very pure and like that's what I. Wait, that's on. my first impression of you. That's my first impression. No, no, really. You saw that So sad. But wait, I remember when I was um in high school, and every time when I see you, I just feel like your ABCs. I don't know. I think it's how I like my impression that I give off to people. Because some people say like, "Oh, you essentially kind of." look like you're not from here and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't think so i think it's just like de just isn't young like confidence also definitely plays a part but at the end of the day like if you are a little bit more westernized then like how you present yourself and how you do your hair how everything kind of plays a part into that so you will in general as a whole like as a big picture come off as more westernized or more like not westernized this is what is on may westernized <laughs> oh my god but i think what janice said was true because i think this doesn't just ties to abcs but like in general if you're more confident you tend to have more benefits to receive because people like uh people who present themselves as more confident so they will look better just like i remember in um like for instance like in a group meeting or like in a group discussion sometimes if you tend to speak up and like to share with everyone your thoughts people kind of just look at you differently and you kind of present yourself as a different vibe to people yeah exactly and i can't emphasize like this enough but confidence it's it's an attractive thing so it definitely plays a part into how ABCs would present themselves to others in a social setting, which kind of ties back into all of the whole like superiority and like the whole sh- showing off kind of thing. It ties back into all of that. So like last question for you, Jacqueline, for attraction based solely off of like you as a person, are you more attracted to ABCs as in like Asian Americans, like second gen Asian Americans or international students? <laughs> hmm, second gen ABCs because the confidence just come up itself like it doesn't need any other accessories or you know any outside stuff to like add on to who they are so I think I'm more attracted to that what about you (laughs) I think it depends I think I think it depends first of all but like Mm -hmm. aside from that I think it's also just how genuine you are some some international students don't come off as genuine but i think it depends it really depends on the person but yeah uh, thanks for tuning in this time for our really really interesting topic about how do you define abcs in taiwan we also wanted to give give our one of our listeners a thank you because this is actually one of her suggestions as well and for next week we'll actually be talking about something a little bit more i guess out of this world the topic thought out by Jacqueline is if I could press the rewind button in my life. What? <laughs> There's so much shit I would do or wouldn't do. So please tune into that. I feel like it would be a really, really, really fun episode to listen in. And we'll see you guys next week again on Sunday at Meet Me in Taipei. This is Janice. This is Jacqueline. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.